Welcome to the City Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. As a community of faith, we are passionate about helping people find and follow Jesus. As always, we would love to have you join us for a Sunday service sometime here soon in Vancouver. You can find directions, more info, and more sermons on our website at citybaptist.ca. Amen. First Peter chapter 4, I'm going to read one verse to begin. We'll look at more later on, but just one verse to begin. The Bible says this. Verse 10, as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, and listen to this phrase, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. You and and I are stewards of the manifold grace of God. The grace of God, the Bible here describes as being manifold. That means it's wide-ranging, it's various, uh, it, it's, it's all in common. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to even describe what is grace. It's hard to even get a good definition of God's grace. It's God's favor. It's His kindness toward us. It's His, uh, it's His involvement in our life. I mean, it's just hard. To, even the songs I was watching today, because I know I was preaching, I saw the word grace come up over and over and over again, and, and how God's grace is, is available to us. And so it's God's favor in our life. And we need grace in every situation, every situation. Uh, sometimes you need some work grace, right? In, in the place where you work, you need a little bit of grace to get you through that, some uh, divine influence in your life to get you through certain situations. You, you need home grace. Some of you, maybe even this morning on the way to church, you need a little bit of home grace. You know, nothing like having a fight uh, you know, with the wife or arguing with the kids on the way to church, but sometimes that happens. You need a little home grace, right? You need uh, some church grace at times to get along with each other, right? Uh, we need living grace every day, and there's, we talk about dying grace in those times, right? Those are all words that we use. Uh, saving grace, for by grace are ye saved through faith. See, it's our faith in Jesus Christ, and we, we put our faith in Jesus Christ. He gives us His grace, His His. Uh, his undeserved favor in our life, and He cleanses us of our sins and gives us eternal life and gives us hope. And all, all the, this is God's grace toward us, His saving grace. Amen. And I experienced that when I was 11 years old, as old as a little child there in Cleveland, Ohio, the grace of God. And, and maybe today, as you talk about God's grace, you'd say, you know, I've never, I've heard of it, I've never experienced it. And today we want this to be a place of grace here for you where you understand that God's grace is sufficient for you today. Amen. And uh, man, just we, we could talk for hours about what God's grace really is. There's grace that helps us with discouragement when things aren't good in our life. Um, the Apostle Paul, one of the greatest authors of the New Testament, wrote about a time when he prayed to the Lord three times about a certain need in his life. And you know what Jesus' answer was to him? My grace is sufficient for you. I'm not going to fix that problem. I'm not going to take that problem away, but my grace will be sufficient for you. Right? And that, that's God's grace. And so it's grace in discouraging times. And it's God's grace, uh, maybe even in good times, that keeps us from being proud or lifted up. I mean, God's grace is always available. It's the manifold grace of God. So how can we be a grace dispenser? Well, I want to talk to you about three simple things today. First of all, the place of grace. I've got to realize that according to this verse and according to this passage and according to the Bible, we are only stewards Right? A steward, the, the word in the Greek is like a compound word. It means house distributor. 
or we would use the word dispenser. So it's a man in the household who didn't own it, but he would distribute to the needs of the family and take care of the bills and, and would pass it out and pass it out. That was his job. His job was to look after the, the goods of the master and distribute to all the people who needed it. If the servants needed it, he was the steward. If the family needed it, he was the steward. He stewarded the, what was owned by the master. And that's what the Bible is saying we are. We, we get to be, if we're a child of God, a steward, a, 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 a distributor of all that is good about God. God is great. We sang about His awesomeness, His greatness. We heard about that in Psalm 147, how, how He knows in, in the name and the, and the number of the stars. That's all. And we get to take this God that is hard to understand and distribute it to people. <laughs> That's amazing that we get to, to even have a part, that we can know God is, is wonderful, but that we can know God and share God. That's amazing. That, that's why I, I'm so excited about coming to City Baptist. I get to come here and share about God's grace. Amen. And all week long, I, I mean, I, I'm no, I, I never feel worthy about going anywhere to preach, but to get to go there to talk to teenagers about God's goodness and God's grace and Jesus Christ and following, oh, man, such, such a privilege to be a distributor of God's grace. God's the source of grace. We're just the manager of His grace. But before we can dispense grace, we have to receive grace. You can't give away what you don't have. And so I'm going to read a verse for you. It's a familiar verse to some of you, probably Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says this, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Why? That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So it's a wonderful verse. God calls His throne the place of grace. Come to my throne, of, He calls it the throne of grace. This is where you need grace, you need goodness, you need kindness, you need help, you, need, you have a problem you can't. Come, I'm, come boldly. Don't, don't be shy, don't be ashamed. Come, come see me. I'm the God of grace and I want to give it to you. And, and I've always looked at this verse as a consumer. There are times that I need God's grace. I need it every day. I mean, I, I, I've claimed this verse many times since I've studied it out over the last little bit. You know, the Bible says you can find grace to help. That word help is an interesting word in the, in the Greek, where the Bible was written in Greek in the New Testament. There's a couple words for help. The main word that is used over and over and over again for the word help is not the word used here. This word that's used is only used two times in the New Testament that, that I know of. The other time it's used is, is talking about a ship that was in a storm, and he said... They used helps to hold the ship together. It really means a rope or a chain that would go underneath a ship, and in stormy times, it would hold the ship together. And I tell you, sometimes as a consumer, I feel like my life is a ship going through a storm, and I'm hitting wave after wave after wave, and I think, God, I just can't take anymore. And you know what? I've watched people go through trial and problems, and I've seen them sail through that. You know why? They've gone to the place of grace. And God has held, when other people's lives are falling apart, their life is held together by the help that comes from God's grace. And so I want you to get that word picture in your mind that, that maybe your life, maybe right now you feel like my life is that ship going through the storm. And every time I get through one wave, it's another wave, and then another wave, and then another wave. And I just can't get through this storm. It just keeps pounding and pounding. Well, I want you to go to God's throne of grace and ask Him to undergird your vessel. Undergird, Lord, help me to get through this and help me to get through this. 
and help me to get through this. And God's throne is a place of grace. And so we all need to see this throne of grace as uh, a consumer. I need it. (laughs) I need it. I need God's grace today. I need God's grace tomorrow. I need God's grace. Uh, I got a a 21-year-old daughter getting married in in less than two weeks. I need God's grace. (laughs) Come on, man. I need God's grace. I, I mean, my first one, my baby. My baby's getting married, and my wife's falling apart. Her vessel's falling apart. I need to <laughs> help her around, you know, get, get some anchors for her and some chains for her, and I got to carry her through this. You know, this is not easy. Some scoundrel wants to marry my daughter. It's crazy. He's a, he's a guy who used to live in B.C., too, of all things. Oh, yeah. You know, help us. Help us. All right. So you know what I'm talking about. We all have those things in our life, and sometimes I think, man, I'm overwhelmed. But you know what? When you're overwhelmed, and before you get there, we need to learn to go to the place of grace and be a consumer of God's grace. But I, I want to talk to you even more than that. More than just, I always thought of it as a consumer, but as I began to study, I want you to think of it more not as a consumer, but as a distributor. Like, go to the place of grace, the throne of grace, not just because you need it, but because you are surrounded by people all the time that needs God's grace. I mean, at work and at school and, and, and at home and your neighborhood, there are people in the neighborhood here that we're trying to reach here. There are people that need God's grace, and you need to go to the throne of grace so that you have it to distribute it, Amen. right, to give it out. Um, I drive right now a Chevy Equinox. I'm sure you're not too excited about that, but we are, right? So Chevy Equinox, the, the thing about the Chevy Equinox is one of the reasons that we kind of chose it after we're looking at different vehicles is it's made about a half hour to 45 minutes from my house. The, the assembly plant is right there. No one I know works there, but I thought, you know, it's kind of local. I'm kind of supporting my our local people. So there are people in St. Thomas who work at the plant. And so, you know, by, if I'm choosing a vehicle and I like this vehicle, why not support locally, right? But, you know, when I went to buy that vehicle, I didn't go to the assembly plant. And watch the vehicle come and say, well, I want a gray one. I want, you know, hey, make sure you do good. This is my vehicle. I I didn't go to the assembly plant to get it. I'm the consumer, but I didn't go to the the place of production to get it. I went to the distributor to get it. I went to the dealership to get it. They get it from the producer, and they distribute it to me. All right, and and there are not a lot of people in this world looking for God's grace. They're not going to go right to the producer of grace. They don't don't know even how to get a hold of it. To them, maybe God is just you know, uh, something out there that, a power that they don't understand, they can't know. And so they're not going to go to the producer, but they're the consumer that needs it. And what they need is the, the dealership, the distributor, the, the person that, can, that knows how to get a hold of God and can go take this God that they don't know and go to their workplace and go to their family reunion and, and go to their neighborhood gathering and say, this is God. Let me, let me show you like, the goodness and the graciousness of my God. You're the distributor, right? And if you don't get to the throne of grace, you don't have grace to give in those situations. So we got, we've got to learn to get the, to the place of grace. So here's the picture. You regularly run to the throne of grace. God gives you His grace, and you go and give it out. But if, you if I today took my Pez and Spencer downstairs to the kids' program with the supervision of adults <laughs> and gave out 11 pieces of candy... I'd be done. I'd be empty unless I go back and replenish. And if you don't go to the throne of grace yourself, you're going to run empty pretty quick. This world will drain you. Uh, The problems of this life will drain you. And you'll have nothing left to give. So you've got to make it in your schedule 
not as like, you know, I'm checking the box, so I'm going to pray this morning, but like, I need to get to the throne of grace. If I'm going to have any impact anywhere in this world, I better get to my God and get some grace to give some grace out. And so we got to learn to get to the place of grace, His throne. So let me show you here now the, the practice of grace. What, what does that really look like in everyday life? Once you receive this grace, how do, how do you distribute that? What does that look like? What does that look like tomorrow? Like t- tomorrow's Monday. <laughs> you got to go to work. You got to go through your, I mean, the routine starts again, right? Monday mornings. And, and maybe Monday is not your favorite day of the week, but maybe it, maybe it is. I don't know. But you go back and you got to start again. What does that look like tomorrow? Well, Remember, it's the manifold grace of God. So there's a variety of ways and so many answers for that. But I'm going to stick right here in 1 Peter, look at a few things that he mentions here in this chapter about how that grace plays out in our everyday life. Look at chapter 4, verse number 3. Go back up a little bit. The Bible says, For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles, we walked in lasciviousness and lust and excess of wines and revelings and banquetings and uh, abominable uh, idolatry. So it's talking about you know, things that the, the people in the church used to do, wherein they think it strange that ye not, run not with them the same of excess and speaking evil of you. You know, one way that we show the grace of God is just by being different. Just, just by just letting, as God changes you and you living that different life, that, that's one way that you make an impact in your world. You show God's grace simply by being different. The grace of God allows you to handle things differently. And we always, and, and, and this does talk about you know, different lifestyles and stuff, but I want to kind of key on this too. It's not only about different lifestyle, but just you can learn to react to situations differently than somebody who doesn't know God's grace. Right. Like, you got, a, you got this big picture. You, you know this big God, and you know the big picture of, of heaven and hell and eternity and life. and You understand this big thing of, of God, so you can handle this thing of life a little differently. Yeah. You can react differently in different situations. It, it, when in a situation at work, when, when things aren't going right, you can be the, the, the guy that kind of distributes a little grace when everybody, else, when everybody else's ship is falling apart because, you know, they don't understand what's going on, they don't understand the big picture. You do, so you're the guy that kind of holds things together. And so this is an amazing thing that we can be. You know, the Bible teaches us in Titus chapter 2 that, that uh, it's the grace of God that teaches us to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. It's God's grace that allows us to live different. And so if we go to the throne of grace, it allows us to be different. Look at verse 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober. Watch in the prayer. You know, we can be sober. And we think, most of us think of sober as not being drunk. But here the Bible word sober means to be wise, uh, to be moderate, to be balanced, to be stable in unstable situations. <laughs> there. There are a lot of unstable situations that you're going to walk into this week, but you can be the stable one in an unstable situation. Hey, we, we all have issues in, in our life, and we all need to work through things, and we all have inner struggles. We need to learn to run to the place of grace so that we have the grace when other people are going through those things to distribute and be the sober one. Uh, I'm a big sports fan. I love basketball, and I, I heard uh, they are talking about a certain player on a basketball team that never really played much, never hit the floor very often. But they said this about him. He's great in the locker room. He, and this is what the words he used. He's the adult in the room. 
I mean, you, you get all these 19, 20, 21 year olds that are super talented and they have all the skill and they can run up and down the court, but yet they don't have the wisdom yet to put it all together. And they have a guy here that they respect that comes and he's the adult in the room. What this is saying is as a Christian who knows this God and goes to that throne of grace on a regular basis, you can be the adult in the room. You can be the, the guy that, how, how do you hold it together? We, we had a young couple that just had a baby in our church. Uh, just uh, maybe three weeks ago. Beautiful little baby boy. But just over a year and a half ago, they had a baby girl, um, preemie, very early. Struggled back and forth. Gonna make it, not gonna make it. Gonna make, I mean, up and down, up and down. And they lost that little girl. Difficult, trial. I can't imagine, can you imagine? I can't even imagine, I've never gone through that. But yet, the testimony of the nurses were, they just had something that allowed them to deal with it. They heard them singing hymns in the room as the baby passed away. How, how do you do that? You know what? That's the grace of God that is sufficient when you need it. I, I don't have that grace right now. I can't imagine. But I believe that if I went through that, that God's grace would be sufficient for me. And, and in... in Seeing that God's grace was sufficient for them, they distributed grace to the nurses and doctors and all that saw. You can just handle things differently. It's being sober. Look at verse number 8. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Be loving is a way we show uh, the practice of grace is just an intense love that allows you to look over faults and, and get over things and, and, and uh, cover a multitude of sins and cover a multitude of problems by your love. And, and this, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples if you love one another. Fervent love, the Bible says, an intense love. It allows you to do the right thing, even in a difficult situation, to overlook a difficult situation. That's, that's the grace of God. You know, the grace of God allows you to say the right thing at the wrong time, in a difficult time. Colossians 4, verse 6 says this, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt. They may know how you ought to answer every man. Your speech is just seasoned with grace. Just a, just a little touch. Every time when you speak, there's just something about we, I don't, why is this guy different? Why, why can he handle, why when everybody else is going crazy uh, at work and when things are falling apart at work, this guy doesn't seem to fall apart? Why is that? It's the grace of God. Yeah. And why when, when everybody else is judging somebody else and critical of somebody else, but you're loving toward them. Even when somebody takes advantage of you. My dad was not a preacher. My dad was a bricklayer for 40 years, but he, uh, he would help guys out, different things. And he had, there was a certain guy that had messed up, and my dad was helping him get a job. And someone made the comment to my dad that this guy was taking advantage of him, right? And my dad said, if I know he's taking advantage of me, he's not really taking advantage of me. If I allow myself to be taken advantage, he's not really taking I'm just trying to help the guy. I'm giving the guy the benefit of the doubt. If he takes advantage of me, big deal. You know, I learned from that. that that's, that's a wise man that, that said, you know, I'm trying to extend some grace to this guy that nobody else will give grace to because he's seen the history, but yet he extended grace to him whether he took advantage of him or not. It didn't matter to him. He was able to 
go to the place of grace and extend some grace and show loving, cover the multitude of sins. Hmm. Last thing here we see in this, under this idea of, of practicing grace, look at verse number 9. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. The word hospitality there, hospitable, means, uh, again, it's a compound word, to be fond of strangers, right? To, to, to receive people that maybe other people would alienate from. Kind of like Jesus did, I guess, when he came to, the, to earth, right? When he, when he said, why are you hanging with the, you know, all the sinners and the publicans? Well, what, what are you doing there? He, he was extending grace. That's his lifestyle. He, he, that's, is, is, he was grace personified. Mm. And that's what we're supposed to be, hospitable, welcoming to those who maybe others don't welcome. That's grace. And you're able to do that. Say, well, that's not my personality. I don't care what your personality is. You're not acting like you. You're going to the place of grace to get His grace to extend. It's not about your personality. Because all of us have different personalities, but all of us have access to His grace. Right? So, so to, God's grace allows you to go beyond your own personality faults or strengths to be the God influence. And that's what grace, one of the best definitions was this divine influence, God's influence in a situation. And so you can step into a situation and, and you could be that God influence in that point because you've already met with the, the man who has the grace, <laughs> the place of grace. So we see the, the place of grace is his throne, and the practice of grace is just practice every day. Here's a few things of his manifold grace of God. But I want to see one more thing before we close here, the purpose of grace. Why is this all a big deal? Like, why, What's the big deal about the place of grace and getting grace and giving grace, distributing grace? What's the big deal? Look at chapter 4, verse number 10. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Look at verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God giveth, that God, listen, that God in all things may be glorified. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. There's a lot of truth in that verse I don't have time to delve into, but let me just say this. When we dispense God's grace, we bring glory to God. Amen. That's why it's a big deal. Yeah. It's all about His glory. Amen. It's not about your glory. Yeah. It's about His glory. And I want you to notice the connection here between our gift and God's grace. As every man, verse 10, receive the gift, so let a minister uh, as good as the grace of God. The Greek word for gift is an, also an English word. So this is a word that you'll understand. The Greek word for gift is charisma. You know, they say someone has, that guy's just got charisma. You know, that guy's just got something. Uh, we, we would define it as a quality that draws people, that charisma. And so grace and gift both come from the same root word, the gift of grace. They go hand in hand. Yeah. All right? And so you take what God's given you. Your, God gave you a personality. God gave you a temperament. God, God made you who you are. It's no surprise to Him. And you go to His throne, get His grace, and through your personality, that plays out day after day after day after day after day. And you know what? God takes great glory from that. Amen. Because you just, you're, you're just yourself living out His grace, using your gifts. So when you use your gift to distribute God's grace, God's glory, God's glorified. And so if I could sum this whole thing up, here's what I want you to remember about the message this morning. 
we get grace to give grace for His glory. And, and that's, all, that's really what it's all about. Every day we go to the throne of grace and we get some grace and we distribute grace and He gets glorified. And the next day we get more grace and, he, and we just keep, keep just following right through us. We're just stewards of His grace. You don't have to have grace. You just got to get grace. <laughs> I don't know how to deal with this situation. Well, it's okay. He does. So go, get, go figure it out and, then, and give it out. Act like God. Be the God influence in that situation. That's the grace of God. And that's how we can be simply a grace dispenser. Amen. I don't have to produce the candies. I just got to hand them out. Yeah. All right. You know how fun that is sometimes? We, we, do a, we do a campaign in our area. We call it Love Works. We just do different things. And so sometimes we get to go like, and just hand out stuff, you know, just give away free stuff to people. We, do, uh, we go to seniors' homes, and we just sing for them and hand out gifts to everybody. Our church pays for that, and then we send our teenagers out, and they get to give it out. It's like being a Santa Claus. Just get the, it, it doesn't even cost you anything. All you do is just give it out. You, you get to be the, the, and you can just be the, the candy giver. You just give to be the, the grace dispenser. Just give out God's grace. It doesn't be yours. Just let them understand how wonderful your God is and how you live your life and how you handle the storms and how you handle the situations differently than everybody else because your God is an awesome God. Amen. Right? Amen. I listened to a, a, an interview recently with an author, and he made this statement. And I thought about it. Everyone changes the temperature of a room when they enter. When you enter a room, everybody changes the temperature of the room by your presence there. It may be a good thing or a bad thing, but, uh, you know, when someone walks into the room and sometimes it's like a wet blanket, <laughs> I mean, I mean, energy, or sometimes someone walks in the room and just there's energy with them. You, by your presence at work tomorrow, whatever you do tomorrow, your presence will add or subtract from the situation. So how can you make a positive impact? Well, some would say, well, you know, you got to get yourself pumped up in the morning. You got to give yourself a, a, a positive talk and you have some positive energy and you go out there and you face the world and you feel good about yourself. And there's some truth to that. But I want to tell you, better than that, just go to the throne of grace, get some grace and give it out. Just be the God influence in that situation and change the temperature of the room just that little bit by distributing some grace. Your presence makes a difference. But what kind of difference are you making? As Christians, we're called to be the grace dispensers, a positive uh, influence in every situation. So let me challenge you. Make it a habit of going to His throne. Amen. You need some grace for yourself. I'm not saying that. Don't, I'm not trying to downplay that today. You need, you need to be a consumer of God's grace. You've got situations in your life, you're going through a struggle, then you need to go to God's throne to get grace for yourself. But when you go there, get enough to distribute to somebody else as well. Amen. You get grace to give grace to bring Him glory. That's what this means to be a steward, a house distributor of the manifold grace of God. What a privilege. We hope today's message was an encouragement in your relationship with Christ. To stay connected with us, you can like us on Facebook or give us a follow on Instagram at Van City Baptist. Our prayer is that God will uniquely bless and grow you as you pursue His will for your life.